0: Listening to those dad guys because the moms have their podcasts, so why shouldn't we? Huh? Here are Joe Siler and Paul Black, those dad guys.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of those dad guys. I always wanted to do that. <laughs>
2: as usual my name is joe he's paul what's up paul what's going on this is just not another episode of those dad guys i'm so excited season four premiere that's it season four premiere. and that's not it that's not it there's more paul happy anniversary buddy happy anniversary
1: and they said it would never last this is uh one year to the day and i thought it would be appropriate look I don't know if we should be celebrating this or not. Like I started to ask myself, what's more, is is year two, when we had two years, is that gonna be important? I think the first year, you
2: get through the first year, you can you can celebrate it. That's the way I look yeah. at it. We're gonna celebrate every year. I, I ain't I ain't hating on a specific year. You know what, Paul? I celebrate every single day.
1: There you go. Every single day with you, buddy. Uh-oh. To celebrate this special day, I
2: decided to hop out and get us some champagne. You sure did, and not the expensive stuff. I don't know. You didn't hold back. You got straight from Italy, the good old Martini. Martini Rossi, baby. Okay, I'm gonna pop a bottle here. Let's see. Palm um, bottles. Woo!
1: Oh yeah! Oh, and the drinking music was. Oh yeah. Uh, well. Oh, I forgot to say that. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Yeah, there's something else that's important. I guess we're glad you're celebrating with those dad guys. It is St. Patrick's Day, Paul. Let's uh, have a glass of champagne together, shall we? Cheers. Oh, it's so worth celebrating. Oh, of course. That's so sweet. That's why I like this Martini and Rossi. I love the sweet. I don't like there is champagne out there that's like bitter. And I don't like it. I've never tried the $1,000 bottle of Dom P. Maybe it's wonderful. I don't know. But the $14 bottle of Martini and Rossi, as far as I'm concerned, can't be beat.
2: We shouldn't have even poured them in glasses. However, I can't drink too much because this stuff makes me angry. I'll tell you what. This stuff makes the big guy an angry The champagne, I I told Heather before the show, I said,
1: um, I "I need these champagne glasses. And she's like, why? I'm like, we're celebrating. We're drinking beer out of them. She's like, oh, that's good. Because if you would have bought a (laughs) bottle of champagne, I'd be furious because she's still breastfeeding and she (laughs) loves champagne. And I'm like, and I go, "I I bought a bottle of champagne. And she's like, You lied to me. I'm like, Yeah, but it was for your own good. That's it. You are helping her. It was for your own good. And nice. she's like, How long will it take for this stuff to get out of my system? Like, she's itching for when we're done the show for me not to finish this bottle.
2: You know what? Maybe, maybe Maverick will sleep through the well, night. A sleep-
1: little uh, alcohol
2: induced. He sleeps milk. through the night every night. So I said to her, I said, Maybe oh. just don't feed him tomorrow morning. <laughs> maybe you fend for yourself. You know? Son. Hey, you're,
1: you're 14 months now, okay? Just do what you need to do. Now, I figure we've got the champagne, but we should still crack a season four premiere beer. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I brought two with me, but I'm on a high right now with this champagne. So I'm going to put the one I was originally going to start with in the back row. What do you got? Well, I couldn't get all the way to Ireland. That's tough. I go to Germany all the time. I know. I should have had you pick some up on the (laughs) way. I went to England. Okay. All right and i got robinson's trooper premium british beer created by iron maiden you got that i've seen it all over facebook for the last like three weeks i've seen a bunch of like iron maiden beer and i'm like what the heck is this so you did eh they had something on the facebook that it was almost like a like a tour case that was the case of beer right like it was a wooden box or something It looked awesome. I don't even like an Iron Maiden, but I thought it was cool, so I just bought the one can. That's all you need. That's all you need. If you're not a fan and you want to collect
1: that can, maybe, maybe you'd be like, hey, I like memorabilia. Buy a can. Yeah. That's it. What do you have? Well, I didn't go to England. I didn't go to Ireland. I went to Toronto. Okay. You stayed safe. On the... Yeah, no doubt. On the high after the peanut butter stout, I went with another stout. I don't know if it's going to be any good. It could be bad. But this is from Rain Hard Brewing Company. Okay. And it's called Sweetbacks Milk Stout. Okay. Let
2: me see the can.
1: I don't know if it actually has milk in it. Let me just hold on, take a quick look here. Um, it has lactose. Well, there you go. There's your milk. Well, I'm not lactose intolerant. So Thank that's, God. It has a like a car. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Nice. Have you ever had this one? No.
1: Uh, to get a beer that Paul's never had.
2: I'm very excited. All
1: right, let's crack it.
2: That's an Iron Maiden beer right there. Salud. Have you ever been to England? Never. Me neither. Okay. I'm sure it's a very nice place. That's a lie. I've been to Heathrow. Okay. That's it. But I talked to this friend of mine who has been to England, and it's not uh, it's not who you think it is, but anyways. He told me that they serve their beer room temperature.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just it's just a pint that all it is, right? Now, why I bring that up is because this tastes like a beer when this person was explaining to me what it would taste like. A very, it's almost on the on the cusp of being a flat beer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. It's hard to really explain it, but I can see how this is a uh, premium British beer because uh, it brings me kinda to a pub that I've never been to in England. That's that's a good way to look at it. Well, uh Iron Maiden is playing. That's
1: I mean, hey. I have some friends that are are really big Iron Maiden
2: fans and I don't get it. Is that the one that the guard, that the lead singer looks like a garden gnome? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe?
1: This is actually not bad. It reminds me of a lighter Guinness. Okay. And the Guinness fans will probably roast me for it, because it probably... It, but, and I looked at Guinness. I said, I should get Guinness for the St. Patrick's Day show. But I had dinner tonight, so I didn't want to. Like, Guinness is like, you've got to prepare yourself. I've, I've found myself... I, I find myself in an Irish pub in Montreal. Look, we've all been to Hurley's, if you've been to Montreal. And I sit at the table, and I just drink Guinness the whole time. Guinness or harp. That's okay. what I drink when I'm at Hurley's in Montreal. This one's just—it's just a
2: lighter—it's a lighter stout. It's—it's—it's it's good. It's got flavor. I wish I would have poured it into a glass. Okay, nice. Have you ever been out for New Year, or for New Year's for uh, for St. Patrick's Day?
1: Yeah, and I always find it to be a letdown.
2: It depends where you go. I went to Slanches in Hamilton. I don't yep. even know if that place is still around. I don't think it is. But when they had that, they had the live—the live Irish music, pumping. Like it was fantastic. That was cool. Yep. I don't think I. I'm a fan of battling crowds and pushing around and stuff. I I don't subscribe to that. And this is the problem. And you know what? I don't need the green
1: beer. I heard it's bad for your system. It's just food coloring. Who knows? I think that's ridiculous. I don't think it's necessary. Give me a beer. The Irish aren't throwing green food coloring in their beers at the pubs in Ireland. Celebrating good old St. Pat. Mm -hmm. Since we couldn't make it to Ireland. And we're not really drinking Irish beer at all. (laughs) Right? Happy St. Patrick's Day. I thought, can we talk some Irish bands for a second? Like, there are some decent Irish bands. I like maybe one or two. But I got a list here of Irish bands. Okay, Do you mind if we chat
2: about them a little bit? I do not mind. But I want to say, we have a very special guest coming up in just a bit. I don't want you tuning in thinking we were pumping this, this... this star, this uh, what did you call him? Global superstar. He's here. He's here, and he will be joining us soon. So this isn't something we said we were going to do and then totally forgot. Which is what we do with our Facebook page usually. <laughs> all right, Irish music, Irish bands, Irish groups. Yep. I don't know if you looked at this. I don't
1: know if how many Irish bands you know off the top of your heart. But I got a list of ten. I'm going to be honest.
2: I don't know all of these bands off the top of my heart when I looked. Um, some shocked me, who I'm, I am actually fans of.
1: Okay. So let, let's go through a couple, and then you tell me, and then maybe I've missed a few, okay? Yeah. All right. Well, the cores.
2: Yes. Go on, go on.
1: So the cores. So you like the cores?
2: I do, because they were attractive.
1: Even You like the dude too, eh? He's got a really nice goatee in the picture I'm looking at. But the chicks are really nice looking, for sure. The Boomtown Rats, definitely they are an 80s band. Okay. So, they had—they uh, were at Live Aid. Who wasn't, really? Right? Yeah. Here's one, the Pogues, Dirty Old Town. Yeah, well, and the must-have Christmas song. For me, I'm all about Dirty Old Town. Can you sing it again? Dirty Old Town. That's all I know. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Do you know I was in a bar one time? I was in Hurley's in Montreal with a friend of mine, Lonnie. Sean Lonergan. He is an Irish fella. And we uh, ended up drinking an awful lot. And he just started yelling out to the band, Play Christmas in Killarney! It's like July. (laughs) Christmas in Killarney! (laughs) Why wouldn't you play that song? Right? I'm like, okay. Thin Lizzy. Heard of them. Didn't they do uh, The Boys Are Back in Town originally? They may have, yeah. All right, then we get into a few obvious ones. The
2: Cranberries.
1: Amazing. You love The Cranberries. I I really did. See, I
2: I was not a fan. My daughter started listening to The Cranberries when that one band came out with the zombie um, remake of the song Zombie. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to hear the real one because this is dark, but her version is so incredible.
1: Yeah, I was indifferent. They were like a a 90s rock band. Just another one that was... They were okay. They didn't do anything much for me. I liked, to be honest, I mean, their version of Zombie is the original. Yeah. But when uh, Miley Cyrus did it after Dolores passed, she did a great job, too. And I don't give Miley Cyrus a lot of props. Look, Party in the USA, Wrecking Ball, whatever. But she did a really good
2: job... Uh, with zombie with her zombie remake they had wall-to-wall hits as far as i'm concerned on their albums did they like i know like two i think i know dreams and i know zombie and linger You know, and linger, linger. okay there's three yeah. three that's not wall-to-wall paul no but if you listen to the album you wouldn't want to stop listening okay. it's like a binge album all right i see where you're going with that yeah it's just song after song is a good song Do you know who I was shocked to find out was Irish? No. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I was. Van Morrison. He's an Irish fella. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found that out. I'm like, shoot. Because uh, when I was in Albany doing radio, when I did the overnight at 102.3 WXCR, there was a girl I might have been dogging out there that really liked moon dance. Really? You were dogging a a chick somewhere. (laughs) There's a shock. (laughs) So I was... (laughs) I would put that song up from the, and the, the program director would pull me aside and say, you just can't put any <laughs> yeah. song in any order while you're on the air. I'm like, oh, well, sorry about that. I'm doing the overnights, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> no one's
1: listening. That's why you yep. put the new guy there.
2: That's it. Exactly. West Life, Irish boy band, Irish boy band. Yeah, I heard of them. There's they're some- who, And one of the charts I looked up ranked ahead of- who you're gonna mention later on. No. Yeah. The next band is the band I'm gonna mention
1: later on. Yeah. Do you have more of? Be- do you have more before I get to this?
2: Yeah, Flogging Molly, which was a big uh, kind of a punk band. Yeah. That had the uh had a little bit of Irish culture inside of it, it was pretty awesome. I used to love seeing them at the warp tour and stuff like that. Not really. Like, when I looked through the list, I was like, oh, my gosh. this because, uh, you know, you can go where, where only the truth lives, and that's w- Wikipedia. God, that's, that's all truth. The script was a one-hit wonder band. We'll talk about one-hit wonder I didn't know band. they were from Ireland. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All
1: right. Here's the band. I've got one more that I'm surprised wasn't on this list, but let's talk about the band that, you know, kind of generally rates as the most popular Irish band ever, and that's U2. Okay. I'm gonna be the first to say right now, I do not like this band. I do not like them. Nope. And I don't know why I'm... I don't like them. I think I liked one album, I think it was Joshua Tree or or Rattle and Hum. It was one of them. I don't know. They're all kind of the same. The early ones before Octune Baby and all that stuff came out. Yeah, I just don't care. And then they started coming out with like Lemon. Remember that Lemon mm-hmm. song?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how can you forget? And I remember we were—I was in college. <laughs> I love that you did that too. Lemon.
2: lemon.
1: <laughs> I was in college, and they were looking. They we basically a bunch of people in my class were tasked to volunteer for the U2 concert. In town, and we got to see some of the U two show. It's was, it's was just, but I'm like, I didn't go. I'm like, I don't care. That means that
2: means nothing. And everyone's like, Oh my god, we're gonna get to go see U two. Yeah. I'm like, Who cares? This is what I'll say: is that I'm with you in the thank goodness. You know, um, can't do the U two uh-huh. at all. The only song you remember, we were talking a couple episodes back, and it wasn't a big discussion. It was just songs that were you know, so played that you're so over it as a DJ, right? Yes. So I worked for a a DJ company for quite a while, and their big song was Beautiful Day by U2. Really? It was the intro music. It was the intro to the video and and stuff. And I cannot do that song anymore to save my life. Most music I can at least just get through. Uh. I'm flipping the switch each and every time Beautiful Day comes on.
1: I may occasionally play the sweetest thing for the cake cutting.
2: Was that from the replacements? That movie, the replacements?
1: I like that movie, but I don't know. But here's a band I'm surprised wasn't on it. They're not Irish at all, but I think they deserve to be on the list of top Irish bands.
2: House of Pain. <laughs> Let's call them American Irish. And then we can bring in the dropkick Murphy. There you go.
1: <laughs> How's the pain, man? Boom, shalock, lock, boom.
2: I buy Everlast as an Irish guy. I'm going to go local right now. <laughs> and I'm going to call out Rainbow Butt Monkeys. And why I'm doing this is because just a couple years ago, when we there was these weird things, those of you who are just new to... Uh, the world we had outdoor <laughs> festival concerts and finger 11 played and they did something they said they would never do and they did a rainbow butt monkeys appearance and they went into boom shalak lock boom and it was incredible like he beat the shit out of that song it was
1: really good love that song i remember getting the album i remember it house of pain is my number one Irish band. Done. Done.
2: We forgot Sinead O'Connor. Not on my list. And now truth be told, when Nothing Compares to You came out, I may have had a shaved head and looked maybe a little feminine, so I would put on a uh, black tank top and sing Nothing Compares to You.
1: Can you please do that again soon? It's been no, I don't mean sing it. I want to see you shave your um, head and put on a black tank top.
2: Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah, I got no interest in Sinead O'Connor. Sorry. (laughs) After she did that thing on Saturday Night Live that one time, when she tore up the picture of the Pope, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing?
2: Wow, that really got your gruff, eh? I I was like, what are you
1: doing? It just didn't make any sense to me. Whatever. Wow. I just, you know what? We didn't go to Ireland. We didn't have Irish beer, so why not talk Irish music? So, the snow's all melted. Fake spring got us. It sure did actually And It's not fair Cause it got really really cold And It's The sunshine Is faking us out too Yeah it is But it's time to start Talking about the spring I think It's right there The spring is right should there Should we start talking About the spring And the different things We can do in the spring
2: I think we should I think it's about that time You know like Cleaning
1: up your backyard First and foremost You gotta get your backyard Cleaned
2: up You do. I did that the other day Oh And? My wife and daughter have this great idea that they'll let the dog out whenever she wants. And they don't deal with the repercussions after their actions, if you get what I mean. I know what you mean. The dog took a shit. (laughs) Well, not just one. So, the weather was that it was frozen enough, but it was a beautiful day. So, I don't know what most people do. But when I'm going to pick this up, I don't want to step in it because I think it's disgusting. Like, ever since I was a kid, and you step in it on the grass, and you can smell it. It's just disgusting. I have no time for it.
1: And when you say it, you mean dog shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to keep it, keep it, uh, you know, keep it real. Hey, call it what it is, Paul. Call it what it is. When I'm searching for dog shit. Yes, you are. I'm searching like I'm looking for a lost person. Tell us more. What, what I do is I start at one end of the patio. And work my way to the grass, and I just look shoulder to shoulder, left to right, and walk forward. Like a grid pattern, like your CSI. <laughs> exactly. When, uh, I have a bunch of them shit poop bags in my pocket. <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> I get to the end where the... Uh, Where the planters are, whatever you call them, whatever. Turn around, do the same thing until you surveyed the whole backyard. Guaranteed nothing left at the end of it. I swear to God, I I counted 37 bags. That's insane. And we have a small dog. That's nuts. (laughs) That's nuts. But I was prepping it. Well, now
1: your backyard is clean. Yes. You're getting ready for the spring. And here to celebrate the season premiere... Oh. And our one-year anniversary. Let's not forget that. You know him from such shows.
2: International hits. Internationally known.
1: House of Brian. Disaster DIY. Leave it to Brian. All kinds of shows across Canada and the world. Island of
0: Brian? It's Sarah's Island, but we called the show Island of Brian.
1: (laughs) Brian
2: Baumler, everyone. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really, I really enjoyed that you, that you said it's really Sarah's Island and it's Island of Brian, because in the U.S., we have U.S. listeners as well. Right. Um, We didn't know this at the time, but it's called Island Renovation.
0: Renovation, renovation island <laughs>
2: yeah so my wife and daughter were so excited that you had a, like a new um a new series called renovation island uh, so we started recording it and uh yeah it was island of brian
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing <laughs>
2: yeah exactly
0: it was cut down island of brian we did uh, we did two seasons 26 episodes uh and in the u.s i believe they crammed them into 12 oh wow both seasons into 12 and then instantly regretted it when it was uh when it, it just went off the, off the charts. So, yeah. <laughs> so
1: uh, let me ask you this. Where in the world are you right now?
0: Uh, right now, we are in Wellington, Florida, near Palm Beach. We're kind of in transit on our way back to the island to finish up filming uh, another month uh, to, to wrap up season three. So you're heading to the island.
1: Mm. And in, in Canada up here, we've had a bunch of snow over the winter. It didn't show up till after Christmas. But it started to show up in February. Yeah. Well, we had a white
0: Christmas. We were back in Canada uh, December, January. Yep. And it was uh, a little bit white, Brian. It wasn't. Yeah, we white. got we got a little. At least it was white, and then it yes. was then it was <laughs> melting and frozen. But yeah, we got a little bit.
1: Springs, pretty much here, and what we're doing. A lot of people are starting to think about the backyards. And thinking about, we got to start getting things ready for the backyard. Because, look, we don't know what this summer is going to be like, if it's going to be anything last summer, where a lot of people had to spend a lot of time in their own backyards. And if, you're, if they were anything like me, they looked around and they were absolutely disgusted by their backyard. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one thing a lot of people started doing, they started, you know, grilling, barbecuing more, learning this kind of stuff. So it made Paul and I start to think, hmm. What about putting an outdoor kitchen in the backyard? What's it? Tell me your thoughts on, on the backyard outdoor kitchen.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, wow, this, it has been a crazy year with, with COVID and, and lockdowns and travel restrictions. And just as a, as a side note, not the best year to open a hotel. No. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Let me put that out there. Uh, so, I mean, we spent, we spent a lot of time locked up at, you know, I say locked up, we were, you know, it was like the shining. We were living at this resort (laughs) completely empty, but yeah, we've noticed on the construction and development side, you know, we're based out of Burlington, the Balmard construction. We've, you know, this has been probably our busiest year ever. And people are spending, you know, all that time at home and they want to upgrade the home. And obviously during a, you know, when we've got nice weather, you want to spend it outside. Uh, And if you've got that, you know, backyard and pool, it's probably, you know, one of the more affordable ways to add square footage to your home uh, without actually doing an addition. Put some outdoor space there, put a fire pit in for, you know, cooler nights. It, it's a great way to, to to expand your living space and get outside and feel like you're on vacation, but you're, you're just in the backyard.
2: That leads me to my question about getting ready to, to renovate in the backyard and things like this. And this is going to sound like a s- silly question for sure. So I always have my backyard. My backyard, I'm a little spoiled, a little bigger than uh, than Joe's there. And mine's a whopping uh, 24 wide by 40 deep. You know what I mean? How do you manage it all? <laughs> exactly. So so when I'm thinking of budgeting, and I, I, I did I did use a tape measure today. I'm not usually uh, known for tape measure usage, and we'll explain that later. So I have about 15 by 24 where my my patio is right. So when I'm thinking the outdoor kitchen, I got to think budget first and foremost, when it comes to budget, is there a, a range in what you're looking at when you're just starting to think about it of creating
0: that outdoor kitchen? It, you know, I always find budget a really interesting topic. You know, uh, I, I've been dragged into a lot of people's basements and backyards and kitchens. You know, they say, what, what can you do here? You know, what, what can you do with a 15 by 24 patio in my, you know, my backyard? I get a good size backyard. What can you do here? And the honest answer is, you know, I can put a, a drive through uh, Starbucks in there if you want and a pool, uh, a bouncy castle. I mean, I, I can put anything in there you want. What's your budget? And a lot of times people shy away and they say, I'm not I'm not going to tell you my budget because you'll spend it all. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that's the first thing you really have to establish. It's it's not a matter of what can I do back here? You know, um, what should this cost? It's a matter of what you can comfortably afford, what you're willing to put aside for. It. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think when they get into construction renovation projects that they're just they're going to double the budget. They're going to triple the budget. But there's a really simple way that once you set that budget, I mean, imagine Imagine we lived in a cash society and, and you couldn't access the line of credit. You couldn't rack up the credit card, which if you want to pay 28% interest a month on your money, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> um, but there's a really simple way to stick to your budget. And it's once you set that number, you know, be willing to make compromises on things that, that you can't afford that, you know, spend money on the more permanent things um, and save money on the things that are easily, you know, easily replaced or, or redone the backyard, you know, the the basement, the kitchen, it's going to cost what it's going to cost. That's, you know, there's varying costs between different companies, but you know, in in general, you don't want to cheap out on things like this. You're you're making an investment into your home. Um, So you really want to set that budget that you're comfortable with. And there's some questions you have to ask yourself as well. You know, am I going to live here for another two years, five years, 10 years, or are they going to carry me out of this house, you know, on a stretcher? Uh, And if the latter is the case, you know, whatever you're comfortable spending, spend it. You're not worrying about the, you know, getting that money back out of the house in the short term. Uh, if you're looking to put money in for the short term, you're going to renovate for different reasons. So
2: it's good little tips like that that a lot of people don't even think about, right? Like, tell me your price, and then I'll tell you if it's good enough or not. And and you make an awesome point that no, you tell me what we're working with, and then and then let's design from there. So
0: that that turned a lot of light bulbs on. You know, when I walk in somewhere and I I say, what, what's your budget? If it's, if it's 35,000, let me design something that, you know, I think is going to cost 30 because along the way, there'll be things you want to add. There'll be things we don't anticipate. And we need that. We need that buffer. Um, But then you can design something within your budget that you can afford rather than, you know, I I put a $250,000 plan together and you say, oh, well, I've only got 20. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Can can you, can you do it for 20? And and the answer is no, I can't look, I got,
1: I have a tiny back. Paul talks about my backyard. I think, I think my backyard is like 14 by 17. Okay. It's tiny, (laughs) but you know, I've got a barbecue that works. I've got a smoker that works. Yes. If I wanted to do something small in my backyard, nothing major, whatever. Let's say it's not even my backyard. Let's say it's someone else's backyard that's got a bigger space that they could actually design something with. Because mine, it's like literally I would walk into the back gate. If the stuff works, use it, right? Like, the, like if you've got existing stuff and, and we're saying let's build an outdoor exciting backyard kitchen, if you will... And I've got stuff that works. It may not be top of the line right now. That's something you could design
0: around, I would assume. Yes? hundred percent. I mean, it's the same as an indoor kitchen. I would always recommend to someone, you know, the last thing we're going to replace, the last thing we're going to spend money on are the appliances. Uh, you know, if, if you know you're going to want a 36-inch fridge and you've got a 36-inch fridge that works, save money on the fridge. That That's easy to swap out in the future. Design it around, you know, go modular. You can do a lot of modular things with outdoor kitchens down that. Uh, you know, kind of roll and click together so you can upgrade them over time as you want. You can start small and start to add on to things. Uh, But I always say, you know, going through the budget, there's things you want to spend money on first, and that's the permanent things. You know, say you want to install a patio, and that requires a retaining wall, and then you want to put an arbor in, and then you want a a giant uh, stainless steel barbecue, you know, a nine-foot-long barbecue, with the whole thing. Mm. You got to buy the barbecue last. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta put that patio in. You got to do the retaining wall first. Do the, do the structure that's going to stay there and add on to it as you go.
1: What is the biggest luxury item backyard kitchen wise that you've seen? Biggest luxury item. Ooh, now I'm not going to talk like a pool this. and I'm not going to talk a sauna and that kind of stuff. When it comes to the cooking area. Yeah. What's the biggest luxury item in your years that you've seen?
0: Interesting. I mean, we've seen, you know, I've seen outdoor kitchens. We've done them with deep fryers and for, for the, you know, for the fries and the fish we, we've had, oh, actually, we have a place down in Isla Morata in the, in the Florida Keys. We spent a lot of time and a friend of mine down there is a really high-end custom builder. And they, they, I mean, it's all about the outdoor kitchen down there. You're not, you're not inside. Yeah. You know, and they, they've got these things with, you know, a, a, a fish, almost a fish fillet plan with the running water and it takes everything away down into the canal and, uh, you know, deep fryer. To, you, you just, you just have this whole outdoor kitchen thing. And one of them, he's even got one of those, you know, the tiny Tim donut machines, the little mini donut machines, yes. mounted right in there for the kids. So I mean, they're <laughs> they're doing their fish, they're barbecuing. They got the huge screen, they, the the TV behind them, and there's this donut machine just flinging donuts out at the crowd. It's pretty amazing.
1: I hope my kids aren't listening to this episode. They're gonna be like, Dad, can we get a donut machine in the backyard? <laughs> right? I'm
2: yeah, no. <laughs> like I'm trying to sell my wife on getting a darn pizza oven. So I stopped <laughs> using the barbecue a donut machine. Come on. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let me take you back to what you were saying a few minutes ago about retaining walls and, and this and that. So is, is an outdoor kitchen something that you should
0: pretty much attach right to your house or should
2: it stand on its own?
0: Yeah. It really does depends on the design. If you've got, you know, a big deck off the back of your uh, back of your house and you want to, you know, turn that into an outdoor kitchen, you, you may want to put a, a roof over top of it and just, you know, have it screened in uh, and that kind of thing. You, you could also have, you know, if you have a pool standing away from your house, you could have a, a, a walkway over to it and have a standalone outdoor kitchen. It's really going to depend on the size of your property on the location of your property, you know, and, and where you want to do this stuff. Uh, You know, generally, if if you've got the property to do it, make it a little bit of a journey, make it a destination where you can go and you get the fire pit and you can cook and and what have you. Um, You know, we we live up in the in the country and, um, you know, up in the escarpment and to get back to our fire pit area where, you know, we put footings in for barbecues and all kinds of things. This this is before we, you know, marooned on an island. (laughs) And that was the idea it's a bit of a journey you know, pack the bag, bring some some sausages and and uh, let's go out there and and cook dinner so it's uh it's It's all about separating yourself from the house and feeling like you're you know you're going on a bit of a trip you're you're getting outside a little bit and so yeah I mean if you want to sit on the deck you you can well it depends right if you if your backyard's fifteen by ten <laughs>
2: There's no
1: deck. (laughs) You're not going to have a lot of space.
2: I got like four... If you take those baby steps, it'll take a while to get there, though, Joe. (laughs) I've got like four square patio
1: blocks. Okay, (laughs) that's what I got.
0: Yay, look at me. (laughs) Your maintenance costs are low, right? Way low.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about Brian for a second. There's something that really, really interested me. Studying to become a lawyer, and now you're this huge international TV star. That's crazy. And... But you're, you're a builder, a renovator, you know, at heart, right? That's what you are. How? Tell me about this, this kind of process from a lawyer to this TV star. You, like, what you know, the hell happened? This is not <laughs> Dragon's Den. We're not on Dragon's <laughs> Den, okay, you know? But I'm very curious as to kind of the progression. What happened?
0: Well, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up, my dad was a blue collar guy. He had a sheet metal shop at the airport, you know, and I watched him for years get up and put a shop coat on and, head off to work at, you know, before the sun was up and come home at dinner. Sometimes you'd miss dinner and he was dirty and, you know, and and we had tons of tools. And if if we had to do something around the house, we did it ourselves. You know, he'd he'd read the instructions and we'd try it. We'd screw it up. We'd try it again until he perfected it. Uh, German dad. So, you know, everything had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me that was cool. And, and, you know, my friends growing up, you know, I I always recognized that he worked his ass off in a shop coat all day so he could, you know, put a little shirt with a with a horse on and a tie on me and send me to private school to to mingle with, you know, the kids that will be lawyers and doctors and businessmen and, and this kind of thing. And it, it's funny, I'd sit in class and kind of the unspoken joke was if you screw up in here, you're going to end up out there working with the maintenance guys. And, and I always thought, well, well shit, I want to work with the maintenance guys. You know, I want to be out there driving the tractor and, and, and doing that stuff. How, you know, how do I put these two things together? And I guess uh, when it came time to sit down and talk to the guidance counselor, you know, they said, Brian, what do you want to do with your life? And, you know, the first thing that popped into my mind is I want, I want a nice car one day and my dad's lawyer has a nice car. So I, I should be a lawyer. I mean, you know, at 17, 18 years old, that's your thought process. You yep. know, I want to be big pimping in a, in a 740, uh, you know, like a <laughs> lawyer. And I mean, that's the that's the direction I went. So, you know, when I finished school, I, I, I went and did uh, political science and I took some business. But during the summers in this point, you know, I had a I had an air cargo business. I worked at the airport and, you know, brokering freight. And, and I worked uh, a lot of summers up north with with uh, with a framing carpenter. Uh, and a friend of mine, and we kind of did our apprenticeship hours, you know, hauling garbage, and then measuring lumber, and then cutting it, and finally banging the nails. And you know, we did we did five summers, uh, and and during the year, working on weekends with them, you know, put our apprenticeship hours in for for building. But then I put my tie on. It was like, well, I'm, I'm going into business, you know. Yeah. So it it took a little while, you know. After university, I moved out to to Vancouver, and I was going to take a year off and and head to law school, and I you know. My friend that I had kind of opened this handyman company with in the summers, he he showed up and he was he was building, and, and I thought, well, what am I what am I doing? That's what I want to do. I want to get out of the office. I want to get back on site, get back on the tools. Uh, so when I I went back to Toronto, I went to George Brown. I did the the, uh, the building code update courses, and and that was it. I went and registered my own company, and uh, I went out on my own, and I I've never been happier. And and what I realized one day. Uh, it's funny, the irony, the full circle. You know, I came out of my office one day and I saw my, my lawyer was parked beside me. And uh, there was a note on my Ferrari saying, <laughs> uh, Brian, your, your rust bucket scratched my Honda. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, it was an inside joke. We had, we had a good laugh. And I said, how ironic is that? You know, the guy that's banging nails in. Um, but I mean, it's, it's not about that. It's, it's, it's just been, it's great. I mean, I, I love, I love building, you know, we're also entrepreneurs, so I'm not on the tools as much as I used to be. Uh, but my favorite days of all time are just leave me alone and let me, let me build something. Joe,
2: I'm glad you brought it in this, in this direction, the conversation, because there's a lot of people out there that are doing jobs that they, they just don't enjoy and would like to have, you know, Really, I'm horrible at building things. Uh, Joe really is. To it. Like, he really is. I I, I told this <laughs> story well, you before. You got be handy. You're handsome, right? there I appreciate that. <laughs> Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Wife, who I can't say the no, I mean, name. You should pick one. <laughs> oh, I definitely got the handy part. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, this one time I was trying to slide down the stairs, and there was a little handrail, and I thought I was lighter than I am, so the whole handrail came out. So instead of just cutting out the two. Two pieces of drywall, putting them in and putting the, uh, the rail back on. I decided to cut out three quarters of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's my handy, handiness. But in theory, I should have went to school. This is my hindsight speaking. I should have went to school and took up a trade, no matter what trade it was. Because, you know, there's a ton of opportunity. You make, you make good money. Um, everything like that. How old is too old, though? For those guys and girls sitting there listening to our show, thinking, "I sh- I want to do this," is is there a how old is too old? I'm sure seventy is too old, but
0: I mean it, it. It really depends when you when you say trades. You know, there are thousands of skilled trades. It's it's not just you know carpenter, electrician, plumber. Uh, you know, gas fitter, HVAC tech. It, it's not that. I mean, you're you're talking. There's there's red seal trades in cooking in. in I mean, there's architecture, there's the business of construction as well. So when I, I think I think, you know, people still talk about there being this stigma about mm-hmm. being in the trades. They're talking about the stigma of the guy with the shovel digging a ditch, you know, while the supervisor's watching him and the and the company owners in the in the office, but they're all equally important pieces of that trade. You can be the architect. You can be, you know, the the person that's issuing building permits. You can be the person that's doing inspections. You can be the guy banging nails in, Um, you know, men, women, young, old, it doesn't matter. There's, there's space in the trades uh, for everybody. And, you know, we're not, we're not launching rockets to Mars here. You know, this is, I say, it's not brain surgery, but, you know, at the same time, it's the same thing. You can learn how to do it. Uh, You just need to, to have a passion for it, you need to train, you need to get some experience. Um, you know, if, if you wanna be a bricklayer, you better be in good physical shape, cause yep. you're, you know, you need a strong back and you need to, you know, you need to be up early and, and work hard all day. Uh, if you wanna be a carpenter, same thing. Uh, but if you wanna be an architect, uh, you know, you don't you don't necessarily need to be able to, you know, press 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there's space in the trades for everybody, but not not necessarily you know, physically on the tools in the trenches. Um, and that, I mean, that's generally not everybody's passion, but I I get asked a lot, you know, how do we get, how do we get more women in the trades? How do we get more kids interested in the trades? How do we, this, you know, how do we that? And I, I don't think it's about making sure all the numbers are even making sure we have the same number of seniors as we do, you know, new people and making sure we have the same number of men or women. You know, I look at my four kids, I have two sons and two daughters and you know, I have no idea what they're going to do, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'm, we say to each kid, do anything you want to do. The way to get people interested in things is to remove all the barriers to anything mm-hmm. and, and just let them, let them choose what they want to do and let, you know, let's not worry about the math and the numbers, but let's let them go where they want. Uh, you know, I know for, for me, I've got at least two kids that, that aren't going to be going into construction or the trades. Um, you know, and the other two, we they're undecided, and that's, and that's fine with me.
1: I, you talk about growing up, you know, with a dad that, you know, you, you build something and didn't get right, you do it again. I grew up with the same. My dad, you know, look, my dad worked for Beaver Lumber for years and years and years and <laughs> Home Depot for years and years and years. And, you know, I learned to build things with
0: him and he learned all the bad words too yeah i learned a few of them (laughs) that's where i learned them all
1: i I learned a few of them for sure the the italian side of me taught me a few other words too so but uh, now my dad has kind of tried to get one of my sons into it and he's kind of interested my dad my parents had a fire a couple years ago and basically his garage is his workshop and they basically gutted the garage and he got to start again and he said don't touch it I'm going to tell you what I'm going to put into it Give me the wood And give me everything I need So he did And now my son Anthony always laughs Because we go to my parents' house And every time we go to my parents' house And Paul can attest to this We go and my dad's got something new To show us that he's built for the garage Like he's put lazy Susans in the garage (laughs) He's now I went to his house the other day Just because I had to drop something off I went into his garage He's got like a paint tent I said, dad, how much stuff are you painting? (laughs) But now I have a I have a 1-year-old now and my dad's like I can't wait to get him te- to teach him all this stuff. And it's uh, it's all a fun joke and everything, but at the same time, I want him to be interested and be exposed to that stuff to be able to hey, look, maybe you're not going to be able to build this incredible this that and the other thing right away, but at least you get some of the the idea behind hey, you know, I can fix a chair. I can, I can hang a
0: picture. I can
1: yeah, anything. Things like that. So for me, I mean that that's that's exciting for me. So I, I love that you mentioned that because for me that that's kind of where I was too.
0: Well and the cool thing, I, I went back to my you know, my high school at Apple Bay, I spoke to a graduating class a few years ago. And when I first walked in I said, Who wants to get into the trades? And not a single hand went up. You know, and then, then I start, you know, going through and explaining, you know, and when I think when kids, you know boys and girls men and women understand that the trades can be you know in the ditch digging the trades can be peter gilgan a multi-billionaire building hundreds of thousands of homes and everything in between you know then they start to go oh well shit yeah the trades is a it's a business i'm like yes it's a bit of course it's a business yeah Yeah. you know yeah it is what you make it. You can be owner operator for the rest of your life and just do handyman jobs and, and kind of scrape by. And that's fine. If that's what you like doing. Uh, but you can also, you know, you can also own uh, bot construction or, or, you know, PCL or any of these massive uh, companies, you know, the guy at the top it' sit in the desk, you know, the, the woman that owns the company they're they're all in the trades. Um, and I, I don't, I don't see that stigma anymore. I, I see people now, you know, like the, Trades people are like the rock stars now, you know, they got the pickup trucks, they're off on the weekend, we're hunting, fishing, sledding, uh, you know, having, having the time of our lives.
1: I just had a kitchen, Reno. I can, I can attest to all the awesome trucks that I saw just rolling into my, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, so I get that. Uh, Brian, it's March, spring's about to he- be here. Where can Dad Nation see Brian Baumler right now?
0: Well, we are, oh, geez, you'd have to come down to the island, down to Cerule Lamar. Drop by. Uh, Mark's swing perfect by. for by. <laughs> yeah, just swing just swing by. We've got season three coming out on HGTV in April. Uh, that is going to transfer into the, into the U.S. A, a couple of months later. Uh, we're actually in 51 countries now, so all the shows are kind of yeah, they're getting out there. If you're in Azerbaijan or, or Botswana or... <laughs> uh israel you know australia new zealand any of those places you can you can catch us there too
1: not bad for a fellow burlingtonian That's crazy right. crazy
0: we're just up on the hill
1: uh, yeah, we'll wave at you from from down <laughs> on from down below the hill <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> brian thanks so much for joining us today hey thanks for having me guys so after all that talk of the outdoor kitchen and making the outside better and do all that you know what i'm thinking i think maybe this might be the year i need a new barbecue
2: Ooh.
1: Like, after all that talk about, like you know, we talked before about barbecues as appliances, and mm-hmm. I, I had the barbecue I have I got from Legend, who's one of our our yeah. good friends, and it's an older Weber, but it's small yeah. and it doesn't have a side burner. Now I can't see myself going out and spend two grand on a barbecue right now. No, that's so I start to ask myself. Do I wait and put some? Just keep sockets, some money aside,
2: socket aside, and get the two thousand dollar Weber Napoleon. Why don't you get a charcoal? Because then you'll have your electric smoker. You'll have your, your propane barbecue, and then you'll have your charcoal. Maybe get a maybe get a uh, side box charcoal. Well, you can do wood or charcoal in it, and and get it going. Interesting. And then I can live through you, because I've tried the angle many a times, and I can't get none of them.
1: Well, I was going to ask, once upon a time, you talked to me about wanting to get a, a new pellet smoker this year.
2: Is this, yeah, is, I call it a real smoker. Is this going to be the year? No. And it's not, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I want it to be the year. Tell you what. I planted those seeds a lot, a lot.
1: Tell you what, maybe this will help. Okay. I'm going to help you out here. You pitch this to the wife. What if... Okay. What if I were to give you $100 for your current smoker to put towards your other one?
2: That would be a great deal. I know, because you got it for super cheap. I <laughs> got it for 120 I know, right? So I'm down. I'm down. I've had it for a few years. It's, it's beautiful. It's well worked and well loved. It is. Are you, are you going back and forth between your champagne and your beer? I am. I've had two glasses of champagne now, but your glass is much bigger than mine yeah and I didn't know you're not supposed to fill up the glass
1: I thought that was weird yeah well that's fine I get, you got a full bottle drink it up yeah I just I thought about that and I was like I was like well you talked about that I'll throw you a hundred bucks because I don't mind having two smokers I don't have run right.
2: I don't mind running two smokers let's go crazy wife. and do 45 racks of ribs wife what do you think Are you down if you're down I'm down you let me know when you get home after listening okay she'll walk in and she says not a chance or Let's do it. or maybe she goes you know what that's a hundred bucks we didn't have towards it before now mm-hmm.
1: we have a hundred bucks towards it i have a hundred dollars oh. earmarked for your smoker as long as it ha- start as long as it happens before summer okay all right i'll get you i'll get you there's your deadline okay okay Done. but that's what i was thinking i was thinking about that because i want to do a lot of barbecuing i thought about wanting a bigger barbecue this summer mm-hmm. I used to have a big barbecue and it died, but for more more mm-hmm. than anything I liked the side burner I missed the side burner I didn't think mm-hmm. I but I like to again i my basement's a walkout so in order to cook, I have to go downstairs go outside to the barbecue go and then I gotta go on the oven because God forbid someone helps me at my house mm-hmm. hey i gotta mm-hmm. I gotta go to the barbecue watch this yeah okay that's pretty much what I get yeah okay whatever so I thought about, you know, maybe this is the year. I don't know if it's the year. I think I want... I want this to be the year that I spend the money... I want this to be the barbecue I spend the money
2: on. Cause I- Do it. It's hard, man. Listen, Brian's got us pumped for this outdoor cooking. I know. I know. Right? I wish I could walk... Uh- with a with a with a backpack, forty five minutes down to my uh, fire pit. I wish I right? had that luxury. <laughs> totally,
1: I'm telling you. But uh, what a great way to kick off season four with Brian Baumler. So uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. That's awesome. And uh, you know we're going to keep in touch with Brian because he's always. Yeah, we gonna, are. He's getting, Look, I'm going to need Reno. I'm going to need <laughs> some Reno stuff. Trust me,
2: we all do. My wife says to me, "Can you ask him?" If he can pretend he's doing an, a new season of Leave It to Brian and have him possibly do our backyard, our bathroom, or our garage. Like, will he just come out of retirement from that show just to do one episode? And I'm like, no, probably not. But Brian, I know, I know you like listening to those dad guys. Let me know if this is an option. I told my wife it's not. But surprises are good, too. Maybe you should have asked him right okay, i would love to know its response live <laughs> i'd be like maybe we'll save that for the next time when he comes right. and visits no he's probably already heard it he's heard it now you're gonna get a
1: direct message on the twitter machine Mm-hmm. and with that being said we're gonna talk to some of our facebook fans right now something we want to do special hey if you if you're on twitter or you're on Instagram, that's great too. Just make sure you have a Facebook account because you're going to want to hear this. Paul, what are we doing, buddy? Let's, let's let everyone in. We've been talking about this big announcement. It's a, it's a big announcement. I'm pretty happy about this announcement. I think. Yeah. I, 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 just go.
2: So this is what's happening. We're having a contest to celebrate our one year. One year. Happy anniversary. We're having a one year anniversary contest. <laughs> Woo! And basically, we're going to have some fun with it. Let's have fun. So what we're going to do is on Facebook, we're going to create a contest post. Up for grabs, a $50 prepaid Visa gift card. Nice. A bag of gourmet coffee. Why wouldn't you want that? What else would go with that bag of gourmet coffee? Those dad guy coffee mugs. Because who wouldn't want to wake up
1: to a warm cup of those dad guys? And notice he said mugs. Yeah, Two
2: mugs. You know why there's yeah. two mugs? Because there's two dad guys. Yeah, there is. You're going to celebrate with our... You're, you know, you're gonna enjoy those dad guys with some dad guys mugs and a gourmet coffee. But that's not all. That's not all. One, one other big item, and it could be big, it could be small, depending on your size. That's what she said. <laughs> We're going to hit you up with a those dad guys hoodie. Limited edition... It sure is limited. Those
1: dad guys' hoodies, because you know who has them? Me and Paul. <laughs>
2: That's it. Uh, and, well, let's
1: be real. My daughter, Paul's my giving them to the my family, brother. too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They don't... <laughs> I, I didn't approve that, by the way. No, so, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> let me tell you how you can get these prizes. All you have to do. It's very, very easy. You got to like our Facebook page. That's pretty, pretty tough, eh? Just like. Oh, yeah. Share the video post that Paul and I released You can see it today, go to the Facebook page right now You can see it Mm -hmm. So go and share that video post Then Tag three friends In a comment on that post Just tag three friends, doesn't matter who they are Could be your sister, could be your brother Could be your best friend, Mm -hmm. could be your spouse Could be the person you're cheating on your spouse with
2: It's up to you (laughs) Almost couldn't get that one out Wow. Is there any other
1: way to get ballots? Once you do that, you're in the contest. Done. Do those three things. Easy. But, Paul, thank you for asking. Is there another way to get ballots? Yes. Once you've done those three things, let's say you say, you know what? I really want those coffee mugs because there's nothing like sitting at the table with me and my spouse than with those dad guys coffee mugs. All you got to do for an extra ballot, tag five additional friends. That's it. Another ballot. Now you got two. All you did was write eight people's names.
2: You want a third ballot?
1: Put another five in. It doesn't end. You want... Look, all we need you to do is just do that, and you're in the contest. So this contest is going to run from today, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And it will go until 5 p.m. Thursday, March
2: 25th. 5 p.m. That's a deadline. That's good timing, too. Good timing. It gives you some time. You know why the timing's good?
1: Because the next day, during Lunch with Those Dad Guys, live on Facebook, Friday, March
2: 26th, we're going to release the winner live on the air. So, like our Facebook page. Done. Share the video that we posted. Easy. And tag three friends. Three. Boom, you're in. You're in. Every five more tags you get another ballot what you're getting a limited edition those dad guys hoodie limited edition those dad guys coffee mugs a bag of gourmet coffee and a 50 dollars prepaid visa card look
1: you're listening to the podcast right now we've just told you what to do go to facebook right now go you can keep us playing in the background we're almost done the show is almost over our first anniversary show almost in the books Go to Facebook right now. Enter the contest. We want you to get. We want you to get this prize. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Head on over. We don't run a lot of contests. We don't do it. No. But we felt for this show, we should give some those dad guys. Dare I say, swag? And that would have been rude not to. Really? Why not throw in a fifty dollars gift card? Go and buy your. You know what? You can buy yourself a second those dad guys hoodie if you want i
2: don't care <laughs> you gotta let us know that so we can order <laughs> <laughs> again
1: limited edition
2: that's right that's it
1: anyway so that's the contest that is happening right now until next thursday the 25th 5 p.m tell your friends tell your friends
2: don't you dare miss it don't you dare miss it brother <laughs> thanks billy red lions
1: and on that note paul what do you think you got an anniversary dad joke what do you think
2: sure as heck do. Let's do it. And now, get ready to cringe. It's the dad joke of the week. Okay. I wanted to have a guest dad joke here, but it's our one-year anniversary, and I'd like to take the, the, the reins on this. All yours, Paul. All right. Hey, Joe. Yes, Paul. What's Irish and stays out all night?
1: What's Irish and stays out all night? I met that guy when I was in Montreal. He had prick written on his forehead. But no, mm-hmm. I to be honest, I don't know.
2: Patio furniture. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Patio furniture. <laughs> was that all right? Was that okay? <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm sorry. What was it again? <laughs> patio furniture. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I'm using
1: that in every show we do from now on. That's going to be my new drop. It's like all of a sudden it's going to be patio furniture, patio furniture, no matter what. you would be like, hey, Joe, what's black and white and red all over? Patio furniture. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! I don't know if the joke was funny, Paul, but the delivery made the joke. It made th- that's what it's about is the delivery. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny! When you did the Italian one, I think it was yeah. was it last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was trying to figure out; she couldn't figure out what it was, and my dad had to explain <laughs> it to her. <laughs> let's just say those are my favorites. Let's just say you do some accents better than others, Paul. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing, Paul. Thank you for that. You have made this show right there. Brian Baumler was great, but... Yes, he was. But I'm sorry, what was better? Patio furniture. All right. So, let me tell you what's going to happen on Friday. Friday will be our first... Invitation to you to have lunch with those dad guys live on Facebook starting at 12 noon Eastern time. I don't know if it's standard. I don't know what it is. And daylight saving time is here now. And I just I just don't know.
2: Eastern time is always Eastern
1: time. I know, but is it Eastern standard time or is it just Eastern yeah. time? Is it? Okay, I don't know. Some people say different things. I don't know what's right, what's wrong. I don't know. But anyway, 12 p.m. Eastern standard time. Join us on Facebook live for lunch with those dad guys and it's just a live show and that one's all bets are off we're just gonna yeah. kind of chat you want to you want to be on and you want to chat in the comments we want to make it interactive so yeah. make sure you join us come with some fun stuff look let's not get crass okay it's the kids are there yeah it's according the according kids. to paul it's not but you know <laughs> but whatever so but we want you to join us it's it's our first one and we're just hoping to have some fun and that's what we're hoping so um join us friday noon eastern for lunch with those dad guys should be a lot of fun
2: paul i'm almost through this bottle of champagne well good luck to you i finished my my full glass and my uh iron maiden uh, i may not stop time oh just keep it going it's a celebration as well it's a
1: celebration and we were happy to have you along for the ride this entire first year so thanks so much it's gonna be another great second year go to facebook enter the contest or else you know who's gonna come get you it's an irish person that stays out all night long what's his name patio furniture
2: have a good day everyone This has been Those Dad Guys. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit thosedadguys.com for more fun stuff. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss another episode. Come on, you know you wanna.